0: The House of Run podcast.
1: What do you into these days? Mostly running,
0: Al. Huh? Running. Yeah. Look at Bills! are on! coming on! Children, coming on. Oh. Oh.
1: I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich either. What can I say? I got beat by a Zebra. starts now. Welcome back, everyone, to the House of Run podcast. Houseofrun at gmail.com is the email address. I'm Kevin, he is Jason, we'll get your emails later on in the pod, also talk about the Milrose games, leave in, and do a little mini preview for USAs, but we're of course going to start with the sad and tragic news in the world of track and field and running that we got on Sunday. Just impossibly sad to say, Jason, that, that Kelvin him, uh passed away in a... Car accident, just 24 years old, world record holder in the marathon, Um, one of the biggest stars currently in track and field, and someone poised to continue to do great things, uh, passed away, and just shocking, shocking news um, to get, and one of two deaths that we're going to be talking about on on today's show, too, because we're also going to talk about Henry Rono, the legend, passing away at the age of 81, so sad week. In the world of track and field,
0: yeah, I it's I mean I couldn't believe it with the Kiptum news in particular, just because like, what like I just it was it was just a complete you know shock. I mean, obviously as far as just um, had accomplished so much in three races, literally like we went from like, hey, Kipchoge is the goat and you know he still is or whatever, but like man, this guy. Off to the most ridiculous start ever. This is insane. Like I can't wait to see what he could do. Just can't. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's completely blew me away. I'm still, still kind of just like this doesn't seem, doesn't seem right, and it's not it right. Doesn't. But you know what I mean?
1: No. It 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 seems fake. Like going to his. You know, just you Google them. You know, you see you see the news. I thought and this can't be. Someone sent it to me. Um, right as I think most people in the United States are settling down to watch the Super Bowl. I thought, yeah. This, this can't be it, you know, hoping that it was an error. Um, obviously, it wasn't. You know, road accidents with famous Kenyan athletes are, are nothing new, right? It was just a couple of years ago, Nicholas Bett, the four-meter hurdler, passed away. We've also talked about athletes like Rhodesia and Kiprop getting in very serious road accidents. So right. Uh, we, we've, we've seen that before, but just, yeah, the idea that, that he's gone is, is really just hard to wrap my head around still. And I know people always in situations like this try to search for comparisons, and I was thinking about it too. And it's just tough because you hear the, the refrain all the time about unfulfilled promise. Well, this guy, he already had the world record. We knew yeah where this was going in a way. We knew that that this was going. He was probably going to be the first to break two hours in a legal marathon, and it wasn't someone at the twilight of his career, and but it wasn't someone so early that we didn't get to see what he was capable of, and and maybe th- there was probably a whole another level to go forward. Um, now we'll never know, and it's tragic. I mean, it's one small part of the tragedy, obviously. He's a human being first, and and him and we should mention his coach also in the car, yep. um, Who who passed away? Um, a, a woman was in the car and 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 survived, but for yeah yeah the families of uh, Jervis Hackey Zamana, and and Kip to Kiptum is just horribly shocking. I mean, we covered the professional side of the sport um, on the show, but it's important to remember that there's a regular person there, right? A regular person who life can end in in a moment just like anybody else when they're driving to work or driving home or run out to the store to get groceries or whatever it is they're doing like you, you're you're reminded of the mortality of of these athletes and in and, and we always say they're just like us but but in so many ways they aren't just like yeah. us because of what what they're able to do but in in the most serious of affairs they they are definitely like us and they're susceptible to, to just stuff like this and it's just it's just horribly tragic i mean just reading through all the articles and trying to wrap my head around it it's it's still pretty pretty difficult to think that this is real just such a sad just utter dis utter disbelief when i was reading the headlines
0: 100 percent. yeah that i mean that's exactly it's it's and possibly, yeah. Just like this is definitely, you know, tragic. Like, the I mean, e board gets overused sometimes. This is a hundred percent tragic. Um, yeah, and it's just, you know, again, we cover, like the, the running side of it, but uh, yeah, there's so much more. But like, like you mentioned, it's just like, I, I, man, there's there's been, you know, famous great athletes who who have passed away young too. But like, man, someone who is this like kind of young mm-hmm. in his in his career or this like, you know, because. Twenty-five by marathon standards is, is extremely young, um, mm-hmm. and just that accomplished right off the 24. bat, and like it's it's 24. just like it's just kind of oh, twenty-four. I'm sorry, yeah. um, I actually think it was what the, I think he was gonna, was it the day before his birthday or something like that? Or am I at was I looking at that wrong? Either way, um, but uh, yeah, it's just like I don't even know what the what the comparison is. Like it's just completely, completely insane.
1: No, I don't, I don't think there is. Um, I mean, we got one email. That that I'll read and from Ethan where he brings up the the Kobe Bryant example. Now Kobe Bryant obviously was retired yeah. at the time of his passing. But I remember I think you and I were talking about that just in a off pod conversation, just about how we were just the magnitude of his death and we were just thinking about um like the the impact that, that that had and it just reached all these corners of the world and basketball being a, a global sport, I I get that. But obviously he was he was retired and, and that gives you a longer time to get to know somebody. And Kipton was the type of guy we didn't know that much about him yet. And I think if he had run um if you know it like two or three more years they would have been all the all the profiles about him and the articles and we would have known even more about him, but we were just beginning on that side of it. And obviously Olympics would have given an even bigger stage, but it just, it feels without precedent what this was Um, just because, okay, it's a, it's a marathon world record holder. That alone is noteworthy, but, but then, okay, wait, what? He's only run a couple of them and he's, and he's only 24. And he's looked just completely effortless in doing it. Just – yeah, just – again, it, like you, you you reach for parallels in this situation. It's very difficult to do. Um, I wanted to read this email from Ethan who I guess he passed along words. Some of these are, are from his friend, he said, who, who he reached out to. And then he's got his own thoughts at the end. He says, to put it in perspective, I think it's really hard to see people of success and valor pass because it really highlights our mortality – it gets hard because when humans achieve something so incredible like he did but still can be taken from earth so randomly and so quickly, it really reminds us how fragile life is. We forget so often that life is precious and fleeting, and I think seeing someone have such a great success in life and still just pass so suddenly, it reminds us that. But at the end of the day, even though he's gone far too soon, you can remind yourself that he died a success at least somewhat fulfilled. Yes, he had a lot of time left in his career, but he also accomplished more, uh, so much more in his life than most people, and he will be a legend. And then Ethan adds on at the end. I'm only twenty four years old. I remember where I was when I learned about Kobe Bryant's death. This feels the same. I never felt so fortunate to stumble through my two mile run tomorrow morning. Um, so this, yeah I yeah mean well said, well said I don't um yeah the 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 human aspect in track as opposed to other sports is. I think clear to find because they run sometimes in the same races and your, your friend went to college with a person who ended up becoming uh, an American record holder, right? There's all these ways that it right. inter- that intersects with, no- but it still doesn't change the fact that y- there's just some people who we associate with being almost superhuman. And you think things like tr- traffic accidents or whatever it may be, isn't going to, impact them but it is and and it and it does so yeah just just incredibly sad um and then we got the news about Henry Rono um a couple days later Rono um 81 years old no is that right 72. 72 years old 72 years old excuse me yeah 72 years old um the, the 81 obviously is significant because yeah he broke four, four world records in 81 days we discussed that when people were talking about what the greatest season of all time was when we were talking about Faith Kip Yegan's season yep. last year. And his name got brought up in that discussion for best season. And that was in 1978, 3K, 3K Steeple, 5, and 10. Um, and his three, the World Athletics release points out that the 3K and the 3K Steeple record stood for more than a decade. So um, went to Washington State. Uh, originally from Kenya, uh, stayed in the U.S. for a, a long time, and then eventually went back to Kenya. Had very, very, uh, um, a very, very successful career. I mean, just the stuff he did. Remember, we pulled up the, how many times he raced <laughs> that year, and just like yeah. kept going. It was just like it's... five thousand after five thousand, and then a ten thousand, and then another five thousand. It was it was ridiculous,
0: for sure. And <clears throat> It's it's crazy cuz it's like I mean if you look at his his wiki you know, like you know I knew about <clears throat> I don't know if I knew about him before the show but you know we like talked about him and that was kind of how I <laughs> learned of like the most insane run ever basically I mean like I said that 81 days talk about like Daniel Komen had that like magical mm-hmm. like year and a half this was like take that and condense it down um but like you know didn't wasn't able to compete in the Olympics cuz Kenya boycotted yeah. the olympics kind of around his uh, perfectly around his peak um and so it's like it almost feels like oh man like he got, he kind of got uh, you know just unlucky in that way right yeah like, it was just 100%. like oh man because he would have been <clears throat> that much more famous right because it's like I, I feel like he would have done decently well maybe um two years on either side of that of all those records um yeah well then 80 was
1: boycotted too So he lost 76 and 80. Yeah. 76 and
0: 80. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, on both sides, um, you know, so it's like either way, like any, you know, like kind of running big time running fan will just be like, holy crap. Like this is insane. And and you can, you know, look at it outside of that, but it's, uh, it just, yeah, you just can't really fathom someone going like 10 K by eight seconds, five K by four and a half seconds, steeple by two and a half seconds, three K by three seconds. Like, I mean, he just crushed them all, and like I said to do it with in less than three months. Is is I mean, obviously something we will never see again.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're just growing up in the sport, like this is a name you got to know. You got to look at his career and realize how um, preposterous it is. Great uh, article going back. There's a lot of great stuff written about him because he had a his life in general was um, not not a straight line, right? Like he had all sorts of um issues and stuff that he uh was public about um struggles with addiction but there was a good um in our new york times profile a couple years back now about a year and a half as well detailing um all that and yeah you're right though about the olympics it's just if he if he go if they go in 76 and they go in 80 and he wins four golds between those two, <laughs> right? Like
0: it just changes it, the whole conversation. It does like,
1: right? It doesn't make him an any better or worse of a runner because right. he was, you know, that good. Uh, but what it does do is lifts him his is his name recognition up, right? And then and then ev- there's just not even a discussion about like who's one of the greats, Henry. Runo. Now it's like you got to sit people down and actually show them those seasons and how crazy they were.
0: Yep. No, exactly. It's, it's, it's just requires that, that extra context, but it's no less impressive. It's just like one of those things like, oh man, that's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, uh, a, a cool, you know, just a ridiculously cool, like career. Um, and yeah, just a lot, a lot of just interesting stuff, you know, like I may have dove in a little deeper after <clears throat> they asked, you know, his death, but, um, just like I said, the, the, the four records is like one of those things. It's just like, you're immortal forever.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, and again, I'm reading from the, the Times article. It says, Rono's early years were marked by tragedy. A bicycle accident left him unable to walk until age six. His father's death in a tractor accident around that time meant the family struggled. Rono was in and out of school for years as his mother scraped together fees. He was drawn to running by the time he completed seventh grade at age 19, inspired by Kip Kano, who hailed from a nearby village. I mean, and it just goes on and on. I mean, just... Again, like a, a, just a fat, purely fascinating life that he lived. Um, yeah, just uh, a true, true legend of the sport.
0: Can't um, even see his his when he won the NCAA cross country championship in '76. Mm-hmm. He ran twenty eight oh seven, which is still the record. Oh, really? that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. apparently Gup, uh, rep ran twenty-seven forty-one, but then the course was short so yeah. then yeah record still holds 2807 that's pretty it's pretty nuts you know 50 years later
1: yeah all right we're going to transition now i mean very sad news um and we'll get to the rest of the week in running normal awkward goofiness how about that,
0: James? I was This is where like a commercial break would do real well here if we had not sponsors or something yeah. like that. You know, there's just no easy way to go. Yeah, like. you want to do an ad read? And now, let's make dumb comments about things. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I guess let's just go right into it. What's the uh, what's the dumbest comment you could make right now?
0: Just rank them. <laughs> oh, man. Don't. don't. <laughs> it's, a, it's a high bar to clear for me. Um,
1: Milrose. Ready, set, go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Milrose was i watched it live Ooh. before i went to a super bowl party all right um so that was wait fun. it wasn't a it wasn't um,
1: a uh, a milrose party like our friend Brandon so i yeah
0: i thought so I, you know I, so originally that's what i thought and then after the email last week i was like let me double check that invite and it turns out they care about football more than milrose which is weird um so i had to watch it just by myself well actually no, that's not true my wife was there and she was asking questions um
1: what was the best question johnny football asked it's a good.
0: Oh man, what is the best question? I think she was she was mainly just like asking about the different runners and like you know kind of like hey, what's you know going into a race like okay who because I'll like kind of do that you know, so you know like okay well here's like the three guys or you know whatever here are the three women I'm I'm watching in this race and so I was just kind of going through that stuff with her. I was like, well, it's gonna be one of these you know couple of who, who are gonna win, and then we were just she 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 enjoyed it overall. Were you
1: getting it right?
0: I was, okay. <laughs> luckily no, I, it didn't seem to be any like big upsets, you know, I mean. Uh, Were you like Devin
1: Charlton, yeah. world record 60 hurdles, watch this.
0: Yes, that was definitely something I said for sure, because I was, I was right on that. No, um, yeah, that one that one surprised me a little bit for sure. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to see the, what was the, what was her PB going in? Um,
0: I remember Devin Charlton from uh,
1: Purdue during my, covering the Big Ten many years back. She was a Oh yeah. See
0: it to me like I literally was just like that was a completely out of nowhere. I mean like I was shocked. Um but obviously put your put your name on the map, you know, going forward. So we got let's see, sixty hurdles.
1: Seven eighty one was her PR before this? Unless wow. she ran faster. Did she run faster this year? Let me look at this year.
0: I mean, she destroyed that field. It was like one of those where you're just like, "How do you win by that much in a six? Well, okay,
1: so so she ran. Wow, okay, so she, yeah, she ran 775 in Lubbock, and then she ran she ran 776 uh New Balance Indoor Grand Prix. So that was she was coming off two straight weeks um, of either getting really, you know, getting a PB and then almost matching it the next year, not at altitude or next week, not at altitude. So seven, yeah, 770. Five, seven, seven, six, and then seven sixty seven. So not 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 agreeable. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that that makes sense and and she's been on the circuit for a while. She can represents Bahamas, so she's made some teams and um yeah, gets one of one of the, the two world records. Kerr gets the other one. We'll play the song in a second. I know people are yep on the edge of their seats now waiting for the song. Um Kerr's race was interesting. I thought. What did you think about how he approached that world record attempt slash? I mean, you know, with Kerr, he's going. He wants to win first and foremost.
0: How did? Th- yeah, I mean, he let Fisher do all the work. Smart. Um, which was smart. I mean, it was it was a great great strategy, right? I mean, to sit on him for three thousand meters, um, and then outkick him by a lot because you know and fisher ran really really well um and ran an american record so we'll have to play that song as well um but yeah i mean kerr just blew him away at the end which you know is i mean it was a very impressive performance by kerr obviously you know he's 15 guy two miles that's always a good sign but like the way he was sitting like you were just like watching that whole race and i'm sure fisher probably felt the same thing it was like okay well i'm about to get smoked in the last lap Mm mm-hmm like that's just, like the whole race, like the whole second half of the race. I was like, "Oh, this is what's going to happen."
1: Did you ever get the feeling in those last? Yes, he was going after the world record, but I felt like he was also racing the ghost of Jakob Ingebrigtsen because those two have just <laughs> relentlessly been talking shit to each Man, other.
0: It's so good. I did love you see it. the latest it's one? Like, it's the best rivalry in in the sport. Did you see the latest episode? um i'm trying to think which it's, one the where he, he says he would have beaten blindfolded. yes golden.
1: it's to the point where anytime anyone runs it's just like there's an immediate comment and Jakob is just happy to oblige Who, Jakob's hurt right now by the way the quote from tv2 i'd have beaten him referring to kurt uh in that race blindfolded either they have a lot of free time or they miss me terribly in such a period as we are now i don't spend very much time on anyone but myself um uh,
0: if my competitors dream about me, that says something.
1: What what is going on here, Jason?
0: It's it's fantastic, and and I mean Kerr obviously is not shy about uh, you know like hitting them back. Um, I mean it's like I said, it's the best rivalry in in the sport. It's not close right now, yeah, not close. Because it's just, I mean, trash talk of the year is just going to be like Kerr and Ingebritsen for like seven months.
1: It's gonna keep. It's gonna get more and more. Cause it's gonna keep building, yes.
0: right? I yeah. mean, yeah, it's. Um, so it's awesome. It's great for the sport. Um, you know, it's 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 even better that, you know, Britson, you know, by most counts is the better runner, but Kerr has the Trump card on him right now. Yeah. And that makes it better. Like that makes the the whole situation more interesting. And because if it was just like if Inger Britson, you know, had beaten Kerr last year, mm-hmm. that it would kind of be like, all right, Kerr, man, we get it, but like you gotta, you gotta do something for you mm-hmm. know. It's like you're great, but you're not. You're not him. But the fact that he beat him last year, it's like Ingebritsen can set all the records he wants, and Curl just like smile, mm-hmm. and talk some more trash. It's great.
1: Yeah. Previously, Britson had said that he would have, he beats him ninety eight times out of a hundred. That was in the yeah, previous yeah. interview. It's just, it's not even a back and forth. Like Ingebritsen got four or five in. Before Curry even yeah, had a chance to respond.
0: He's doing and another thing on, on Trash Talk. So
1: I want to ask a serious question. Do you think he could have beaten him blindfolded? I, I don't think so. Like, I, I mean, a so he would
0: have needed so – if, so if Grant Fisher yeah. had had one of those, like, guiding things – you know, we see, like, the races with the blind sometimes, right? And they have, like, the guiding person there, the guiding rabbit. Um, at some point, I guess a, a new person would have had to take over partway as the guider mm-hmm. – um, in order for him to beat Kerr, because um, if he's literally doesn't have anyone guiding him, then no. I just feel like he would miss a turn at Just some go moment. right off the track. Um, yeah, I just feel like that would end poorly. I think he could have
1: um, – I don't like that. beat him blindfolded. Like, I think he could have come up with something better. It's a weird
0: – it's a weird track. It doesn't yeah, it's a make weird sense at all. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's running uh, – the, the eyes don't ha- have very little to do yeah. with running. Um, you know, the important, sure, but you know, it's not really, I could have beat him with one one lung, maybe one lung. (laughs) Ooh, there we go. One lung would be good. Yeah. I think Um, he could have got more creative, but it it is only February. I could have beat him with bronchitis, you know, (laughs) something like that. I don't know. I could have beat him.
1: (laughs) Respiratory infection. (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah. Just, you know, it's, it's, he's got a lot of season left though. This is, you know, so it's, it's still, it's indoors. He, he's got to save his good stuff. I guess maybe for that's what I'm hoping. He's just not. Yeah, leave it at all out. Just there. unrelenting. I want this to just keep building and building. Where both of them are just, it just gets real crazy. Yeah, they're
1: just commenting on literally every like. They're gonna hop on Draymond Green's podcast pretty soon, like after <laughs> one of these games. And be like, hey, yeah. So, I got a couple things to say about this. Uh, this British Miler. I like to. I mean, like it. It's just yeah. It's unrelenting. It's like I can't even keep track of it all. It just keeps piling yeah. up. So, oh, another day just more ridiculous shit-talking. Okay, so uh, let's play the world record song. How about that? Kerr, Devin Charlton, congratulations. Well, it's a world record The likes of witches Say, world record, highest, fastest, farthest a human's ever achieved Wouldn't believe if I told you, go to YouTube and I'll show you Got results to verify, sooner we'll be ratified of which has never been seen what
0: well,
1: record highest fastest farthest a humans ever achieved what well, a world record what well, a world record I guess we didn't even really break down the the Kurt race other than just to say sat sat on fisher Fisher was a great
0: rabbit I mean, the entire time. And you know Fisher ran great yeah. too. I mean, but yeah, it was just like it, a textbook like. And I think Kerr like said like, "Oh, he he thanked Fisher for it," like which is the the gentlemanly thing yeah. to do.
1: Last lap or sorry, last quarter. Kerr 56.97, Fisher 60.2.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was I mean, like I said, once Kerr made the decision. It was it was yeah. over for sure. Yeah.
1: All right. Also, well, uh, Fisher American record though, but we got some more American records. We got Nagoose in the mile and Saint Pierre in the mile. Uh, let's let's start first with the men's. Want to make them They went out so ridiculously fast, and then the third quarter they almost ran in sixty seconds. But they were somehow yeah. still able to get close to <laughs> world record. Uh, target. They just missed it, well, eight-tenths of a second. Um, shades of Yomi of Kajelka missing the world record at Milrose and throwing the flowers from a few years ago. Remember that one? That was mm, a fun one. That's right. That was good. And then two weeks later, they put another race on for him, and he ran one. But anyway, Nagus got it. Kessler second. George Mills third. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm not surprised anymore by what Nagus does, both in terms of place and in terms of time. I just thought it was noteworthy that they recovered from, you know, fifty five nine, fifty six fifty nine, and then,
0: and then the fi- like 59 high, and then or something back like that. down, and then fifty five nine again. Yeah, <laughs> like- I, mean, I just
1: your body's not meant to do that, and it, oh, unless you specifically train for it. So I guess Ritz has him doing. Workouts like that, I guess. I mean, that, that, it just doesn't – that boggles the mind that after that 59, he doesn't close in, you, you know, 60-point. Like,
0: it's just so weird. I get it. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was super – like, watching the race, not even really watching the clock. Like, as they hit the third lap, like, it was so noticeable how much they slowed down. Like, it was just, like, one of those things I was like, oh, okay. So the, I was like, because they're going to shatter the world record here. Like, I, you know, I was like, if they, even run, if they run 58 here, they're in great shape. Um, but it was, like, pretty noticeable that they, that they slowed down. But, yeah, Nagoose. I mean, he's on the short list. Whatever that list is, if it's five, six guys, he's, he's right there.
1: I want to ask about Kessler, runner-up. Yeah. So he had the fast time last year remember that and then everyone's thinking is he gonna make it is he gonna make it Ma- make the team and he didn't and then we we kind of forgot about him and then he goes to the road running championships and he did what faith kip could not which was uh no, just kidding <laughs> he, he wins that road thing Wait, yeah. what month was that in world what, that was
0: like, like october or something i don't okay. know very met it was it was i mean we know it was after championships but yeah I can't remember how far I just, after okay
1: Anyway, um, it was – oh, yeah, October 1st. Okay. He does that, yeah. wins it. All right. You could dismiss that a little bit. It's October. It's the Roadrun Championships. Kip Yegan didn't win, which invalidates the entire competition. Yeah, the the, the game is flawed. But know. then he goes indoors. Now he's still ripping it. So – I and I think people do this all the time with these athletes that go pro out of high school – they have two, whatever, subpar seasons, and it's like, they're done. And they're like, they're 20.
0: They're literally... Yeah, they they made the jump from high school to the pros, and, you know, I mean, yeah, you see something... You know, a lot of times, you you do see the 18 or 19-year-old Kenyan do something absurd, but they also have a pool of 100 yeah, yeah. 18, 19-year-olds who can do that, right? Like, that, that, that's... We're we're getting sick of that sub four minute miles here in the U.S. Well, the Kenyans, I mean, it's it's not even a song no. anymore. It's a jingle. It's 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 a it's a sound bite. It's like the you know mm-hmm. closing door thing that happens like when you left a chat room back in AOL. It <laughs> It Basically, is that? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like I said, he's he's twenty. Um, I guess he'll be twenty one next month. But like this, yeah, the, I mean. It's not surprising, I guess that like, hey, like sometimes the high school phenoms work out. Um, I think he's gonna be really good. Like, and I think this year is kind of the start of that. The U.S.
1: could right now have a big three of Nagus, twenty-four years old, Kessler, twenty years old, and then if I don't know who you throw in there, if it's Cooper Tier, yeah,
0: six Cole at Walker. the
1: Olympics. Or sorry, sorry, Cole Hawker, six at the Olympics. Uh, he's twenty-two, so you could have twenty, twenty-two. And twenty four years old for the U.S. form that foundation of Milers, but tier, Yeah, I mean that's well. Like, t- I know, thi- that's- I'm thinking tier more of a five thousand. But okay, yeah, yeah, that's probably tier true. tier young as well too. But Hawker's another one where was great the Olympic year, struggled a bit, injuries, et cetera, et cetera. Ah, that's it. So then you look up at their age. He's twenty two. He's yeah. twenty two. Like all that stuff he was doing before, he was so young. And he he caught fire that year, but I don't, why can't he get that back? I mean, he's been off of it, but not too far off.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good, you know, it's a good spot to be in with this, this much young talent. Like, yeah, I mean, even if one of them has a, has an off year or whatever it is, <clears throat> and there'll be a couple other guys who, who show up. Right. I mean, it's, that, that's that's going to be a really strong team. Um, And it's felt like it lulled a little bit, like as Centro, like post gold medal, started like just slowing down a little bit. Like there was that kind of fifteen hundred lull where it was kind of like, okay, who who is this? Mm -hmm. Um, Who's the next guy? And now there's there's a group of super young talent, and they all are,
1: they all feel equipped for the current era of racing where you got to go you got to go fast you
0: can't really oh yeah that's the thing is like yeah there's it's not a lot of waiting around it's it's like okay well I'm, the way i'm going to try to beat you is by yeah running you know 330 or whatever yeah so. it's not
1: hey this guy's pr is 337 but he's got a hell of a kick just just wait nice. for that race where everybody everybody just sit around and look, keep him in the race yeah. please okay we also had uh women's mile very exciting race with uh yeah uh Ellie St. Pierre 416 uh 41 uh, but it looked like it was close between her and Hull for a while and then Yeah, she
0: pulled away strong at yeah. the end, you know, kinda of like her did, but it was still it was a good race for the for the majority. Yeah,
1: I, I enjoyed watching it. So the four sixteen forty one is a is an American record. Uh Hull got a Aussie record in second. Ijoure. Kenyan record? Can that be four twenty sixty one is a Kenyan record? That's weird does faith kip Yegan know about this does, does, right? does she <laughs> just like no, i'm gonna look this up hold on this is according to the results site oh my gosh oh my gosh is that true uh yeah man it's true that's strange let's see the ken let's see what the kenyan indoor 15 15- indoor 1500 mark kip to 407 which is uh quite quick okay regardless Actually no, four oh. Well, that can't be. Oh no, sorry, sorry. Hold up, that was. I'm an idiot. That's her outdoor time. Hold on, let me go. I was, wait, Indoor. Fi- Is that her? Mind? I'm, on wrong, yeah. I'm on the wrong page. That does not make any sense. Um, women's fifteen hundred indoors. Um, geez, Kenya's not really running a lot of indoors when it comes to <laughs> mid distance.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like I'm literally looking at like the the fifteen 1500- hundred. Or no mile indoor list and like Kenya, it. I mean, it's, no you there. have to scroll so far because they just don't run indoors apparently.
1: Uh, okay, so the fastest I think for the fifteen would be four oh two. So, also not. Not the yeah, shuttle. Kenya
0: didn't make the top one hundred and four <laughs> indoor miles ever. Well, now they have because
1: so. now they're four tw- four yeah, twenty. Yeah, that 61. that's
0: finally. That's, you know. S- <laughs> we were all saying they they cannot be one of the hundred best milers ever. <laughs>
1: But I was told Kenya couldn't run middle distance. Uh, (laughs) Spanish record, Swedish record. We got it all. But let's play that American record song. Jason. Hey, man, did you see that record? No, not a world but an American record. Maybe it was a world record, too.
0: It was the best performance by an American citizen or a relay team composed of American citizens and an athletics event within the United States or abroad. Hey, man,
1: did you see that American record? Uh, Anything else from Milrose? Or do you want to talk to Lee Van?
0: Um, Yeah, I guess. I mean, the only other thing, <clears throat> because it'll, I guess, lead into USA is uh, Coleman wins the 60, but what was it, 651? Um, Didn't look great. So that just kind of makes the Lyles-Coleman matchup more interesting. Okay. I mean, Lyles already ran really, you know, it, by far his best race. Um and we talked about hey, that's that could be a that could be a big deal. But like if Coleman can't beat Lyles in the sixty, he cannot get beat Lyles, period. Like in the hundred. Like there's zero percent. I agree 100.
1: with that. I agree with that. However, I'll just say this. If we were able to bet on the US indoor championships right now. I'm loading up yeah. big time on Christian Coleman.
0: Mm. Interesting. I'm okay. doing
1: same game parlays.
0: I'm doing boosts.
1: I'm doing, I don't know. I've never, I've gambled on sports in my life.
0: Uh, I mean, Coleman's been, it's this unbelievable. And he's one of the greatest starters ever. It's the 60. So the six didn't throw you off the scent at did all. Not throw me off the scent. It's
1: Coleman in a 60 in Albuquerque. He's not yeah. losing that race. And again, so I'm looking at, do you want to do some transitive property here? Yeah. I mean look at the margin Coleman to Akeem Blake, .04, right? What was the what was the Lyle's what was the margin wasn't Lyles like one one hundredth ahead of Akeem Blake? I would
0: say yeah, .01, yeah. I think.
1: So again, I'm not saying that's the end all be all, but it just it gives you an idea
0: that it didn't look like the great Christian Coleman start, and just I mean, of literally, like gun start. Not you know, not even like oh, the first ten meters. No, it was like literally out of the out of the blocks. He didn't look awesome. So odds are he's going to be a lot better. He
1: there. was in fifth
0: at the twenty meter mark, which I mean that the fact that he ended up winning that race is surprising. Yeah, I've done a lot of
1: research at where people are at in the twenty meter mark, and I think that that's that's pretty rare for Christian Coleman. I just I think they're close. I just the the the. the Track that Lyles ran on obviously is is a quick track, you know. Not to not to take anything away from his performance, but like I, I'm also looking at it relative to, to competition. So I just feel really confident rolling with Coleman, but I could see because of what you said. Oh, Coleman's not looking, didn't look that sharp. And look at Lyles, he's the double Olympic champion. Let's make this pick. Like let's, it's all about Lyles now. I I just think Coleman is such a good sixty meter runner. I mean, where was he at sixty in last year Worlds? Wasn't well, he's the front yeah. right? Like that race, even 100%. eighty, I think wasn't he still in good? Am I remembering that right? Yeah, it was,
0: it was, it was pretty deep in the yeah,
1: race. There was a moment where you're just like, wait a minute, Coleman's gonna is Coleman gonna run away with this? And then it it all just kind of came undone the last ten fifteen meters. So sixty in Albuquerque. Uh, I would I would feel really confident taking Coleman at this point, especially especially, especially oh, the get... odds that you could get. These are the the best odds you could get on a Coleman sixty of the last five years, probably. Oh yeah. for sure. And I, that's okay. I'm all I'm all good. Reminds me of one Patrick Mahomes. They didn't believe he could win a Super Bowl, and he went out there and, <laughs> and went out there and did it. And he got the coin. And he got, got the coin to toss correct too. He, got, he nailed the coin toss. I mean, that's the key. Did you see that video?
0: Oh, the yeah, his yeah. facial expression when they, the four said said when they, they elected okay. to, uh yeah. which okay, which I guess they didn't win the coin toss, right? They lost the coin toss, but they still yeah, won the well, they yeah well,
1: yeah, they, yeah, when the coin toss occurred, I was going to say, which can I can I slight tangent here on the coin toss, please? Sorry. I know we're talking about we'll talk about Levin and then go back to USA's and then do email, but okay, so I I saw the stuff on the numbers. Now, you're not a numbers guy, you're a gut feelings guy. We've established that. I love the numbers. no, no, you're because. You don't like it when coaches go for it on fourth and one. We've already talked about this, but anyway, that's not true. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I, I read something about the numbers and how it's just like it's basically a toss up or close. Up. Yeah, it's, it's it's real close. It's yeah. real close. And then people are arguing that it's not. That why would you do this? Why would you do that? Wasn't the whole point because they rehaul they overhauled the overtime system recently for the playoffs? Yes. The whole point was to make it not predicated. On the coin toss. That 100%. was the, wasn't that the whole mission of changing? The whole right. Idea. So to say that there's this clear and obvious answer. Now, I know the Chiefs wanted it that way, but like the idea is that the idea of it is, is like, like the, the singular importance of the coin toss is greatly diminished. Is it, da- is it a clear 50 50? No, but everybody looking at the, the numbers that I saw said it's, it's not a no brainer it's not an error at all. Maybe you can say oh, the scenario this that. Don't give Mahomes a chance to work with four downs when you work with three, all that stuff. I just think that's us basing it off of results. And if <laughs> and if uh, if if San Francisco scores a touchdown there and puts all the pressure on the Chiefs needing a touchdown and they're not able to to get it then oh it's genius, right? You put the pressure on them well, blah, blah blah.
0: and the big I think the biggest thing is the thing that makes it close to 50-50, is if you go second, but then you have to go for two on your touchdown. And so, so say San Francisco scores a touchdown, they get the extra point, so they're for seven. Then Kansas City goes down, they score a touchdown. Then you have to go for two. Wait,
1: well, hold on, when you say have to, you don't mean they're actually required, you're saying they
0: have to. No, they're not required yeah. to, but if you want if you want the, adva- the quote-unquote advantage... Yeah. I think that's where they said it's like a fifty-one or fifty-two percent. Yeah, it's so small though. You, need, you have to go for yeah. two. No, like, which again is nothing. Yeah. But like, given the choice, I'd go. You know, it, it, it's 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 real close. But if you just go for the extra point there, going second, then you're at a huge disadvantage mm. going second. So it's like the only way to do it is to go for two. And at that point, I know everyone. She said they would go for two, and maybe they would have. That takes a lot of balls. Oh,
1: everybody's going for two, don't you think?
0: But I I think so. But at the same time, you're putting the entire game on one play from the two and a half yard line, and course. teams are like that's that's a legit like terrifying proposition. You don't watch
1: enough college football, man. That's what that tells me. There's teams that do that every like every Saturday.
0: Well, you're required to after a little bit. Yeah. No,
1: no, I'm saying was it was two years ago. LSU Alabama. They just they just went for it. They just LSU tied it up, and they're like, yeah. we're going for. Oh wait. I forgot who went for two. One of the two teams went for two at the very end. They just did it. They're just like, we, we don't want to do overtime. Like, we want to, we're a couple yards away. We want to control our destiny. Let's just do it. I believe that. The, I, no, believe yeah. the I just think it, it, it. would have been idiotic yeah, not
0: to. I do too. No, no, no. I think they would have. I just feel like it's, it's one of those things that like, it's easy to say. And if you have Mahomes, you absolutely do it. But I don't know if you have Brock Purdy and he played. Fine, I think But like, it. do you want to put your season in his hands in that moment? Well, but if you're not putting it in his, his hands, then you're trusting
1: your defense against Patrick Mahomes yeah. to not get. I mean, by the time they return the kick, and well, if they return the kick, but you need you don't need that many yards, and the yeah, you need thirty. Yeah, and yards, the defenses yeah. just seem exhausted. But I just I just thought it was funny that people are arguing that there's this clear answer when the whole system, the whole change was built to make it so the coin toss wasn't. Do or die, like it was in the old
0: system. Yeah, it's a better system. There's unquestionably. Well,
1: I just think too, like, why don't in playoffs and stuff just play ten minutes or play fifteen minutes? Well, that's the. I'd actually just prefer another full quarter. All right, Leven France, Grant Holloway, good at the sixty hurdles, Uh, win streak now at four hundred seventy nine thousand sixty hurdle run wins in a row, seven thirty two. Looks sharp going into USA's. You smell an upset, Jason?
0: I do not. (laughs) Um, I'm just kidding there's no he's, I, I, no I know it's just like it's it's like you think especially with, when you put hurdles into play like it it is impressive even though it's whatever 60 meter hurdles but like the men's hurdles is pretty good he has been far from unbeatable outdoors mm-hmm. it's it is really impressive that he just dominates the 60 hurdles like this couple it's cool couple, I couple like a couple
1: fast uh mid distance races but not the like whoa show stopping result that we thought could be possible. I wanted to ask you about uh, that going uh, back to Melrose. Sorry for the women's two-mile. Because yeah. we had talked about the concept of the you becoming a DQ
0: judge. Uh, remember? Like That's the, right. What was it? The, yep. What was the name <sighs> yeah, of I it? Yeah, I forget what, uh, what my title was. Yeah.
1: But basically you just – there's sometimes a disqualification is too harsh a penalty. And instead you want to put them – like just r- yeah, I'm
0: just like oh no, you know you you get second or you get third, like depending on what happens.
1: Right. So Medina Issa of Ethiopia, yeah. two mile Milrose cuts in early, um, th- but then crosses the line first. She gets disqualified. Goes all the way back. Um.
0: Yeah. What do you? I didn't know this. I I literally didn't know she was dequ- like DQ'd until like the next day looking at results. And I watched this meet. Oh, you like I I had no idea that she got DQ'd. Oh, cause they, you're saying they didn't mention it on the broadcast. I don't think so. Unless I was just like, you know, explaining something to Johnny at the time or something like, but like I literally did not know what happened. I was like, Oh, Muir ran a good race, but you know, she got out kicked, whatever.
1: You you can't place her first. Cause she ran a, a shorter distance. You can't. I get it. Yeah. But we also know using common sense in the distance races you're you're running with the pack a lot of the time, <laughs> maybe yeah. most of the time so where would you have put her
0: yeah I'm comfortable putting her second It was a very clearly a two two woman race there hmm. um and it was for, for the majority of the second half of the race right um yeah that's sorry you can't get the win there but i'm I'm fine with the second it actually- re, it reminds me of scooter uh tagged me something on twitter um just because it said, how many DQs can you count in one video? I don't know if you saw this clip. Oh, uh, um, it's a men's 4x4 of just chaos on the track indoors. Well, let me see. I just texted it to
1: yeah, you.
0: Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, okay. Uh, hold on. Did we do the American record song yet? Because
1: Alicia Monson got one too.
0: We did, okay. yes. So that was, that was dedicated to Alicia Monson as well. Okay.
1: All right. This is uh, from Fayetteville. I saw this clip. I don't know how many, who, which team. Hold on, let me freeze this. Kansas is in
0: there. Yeah, so you've got Kansas guy tries to cut in. He gets shoulder checked by yellow. Sorry, it's really tiny. I can't see what school that is. Um, Oregon, maybe? No, 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 no. Um, no, it's SEC. Um, no, it's
1: UN. It says it says UNC on his jersey, but not that U. Not no. that UNC. Uh,
0: that doesn't look like powder blue no. to me. Um, but yeah, he shoulder checks the dude out into like lane three who then clips the heels of the other runner and then, but also then
1: uh, how did that guy get tripped? Well, the original guy. Hold on. How does he hold? Yeah. (laughs) DQs. I'm saying no DQs. This is all
0: incidental (laughs) contact.
1: This is all incidental contact.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think the only guy who goes away unscathed and again, can't tell what, what school he was from. um, He does get tripped, but he stays on his feet. He didn't do anything wrong. So the right guy looks to be one. Uh, the guy in the white jersey gets totally screwed cuz he was in first off the turn and then he just fully gets tripped. Um the other two guys I'm fine whatever happens to them. They they screwed up. Um but man that's that's chaos. I love it.
1: Um all right what else USA's are you looking forward to? It starts on uh Friday.
0: Yes. Um yeah, so men's 60 I said you know just fun to watch those two square off but then I think it's I think it's the men's Middle distance races uh, or distance races. I don't want to include the 800 in there. Um, men's three, men's fifteen are both really good. Men's three, you got Nagoose, Hawker, Nur, Tier. That's really good. Um, Sixty, we already talked about. Men's fifteen has a lot of those same guys in it, I think. Um, Tier, Nur. Hawker Kessler, is that who it is?
1: Mile or or sorry, uh, fifteen
0: or three? So those were both. So the fifteen is Kessler Hawker Tier, and then you know a whole bunch of like other possible long shots. But you got those three guys, and then the three K was Nagoose Hawker Tier Nur.
1: Yeah, I mean that's good. We we j- we just those are both really good. We <laughs> like, like, about like, how exciting the. <laughs> future of middle distance running is so i mean that's
0: yeah exactly so you kind of have you know some of them doubling up but like you have like five guys there across two events who are you know most like most of them are doubling like it's so really we have
1: good. world indoors this year uh, but even we have world indoors i'd always we feel do. like u.s indoors comes down to two dudes this <laughs> is like in the middle distances it's just like ah, t- two of the top 10 milers showed up so this is awesome that there's going to
0: be so many yeah, those were the ones, really, to me, that like kind of, you know, stuck out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, then, you know, I didn't see Pierre and Hiltz going at it in Women's 15. That'll be fun. Um, mm-hmm. But I, those are the ones, really, that caught my eye. Outside of that, I mean, I'm sure there'll be other good races. <clears throat> but, yeah, those are those are the big ones. Love it.
1: All right, let's do email. The email address, houseoverrun at gmail.com.
0: I'm sure we missed some...
1: Some results. There's a lot going on, um, results-wise, this weekend. But
0: uh. oh, can I can I cut you off real quick? Um, just because I got this tweet today from from Preet as well on on Twitter, and just kind of tagged me uh, the House around and me. And so the, the tweet they're referencing is unfortunately Papua New Guinea did not post a qualifying time for the World Relays. And then Preet's response Wait, was what? that we were all waiting on bated Wait. breath for that. Who? So the original tweet is, unfortunately, Papua New Guinea did not post a qualifying time for the World Relay. Well, who, po- who posted that? And then that? Preet responded, just a, a, a totally random <laughs> account. <laughs> and so Preet, Preet just tagged us and goes, thank you for your service and breaking the track news. We've all waited on bated bait, breath.
1: I was hoping that was an island games.
0: I found that action. very funny. That's
1: what I was looking for. You know, Papua New Guinea is an island, right? So
0: That's true. I mean, that's uh, a good point. Yeah. I mean, I'm bummed for probably getting it. would have been cool.
1: Uh, from Marshall. Oh, Damian Warner, 824. We did that one. Okay. We did it last week, right? Where he would have placed at the Olympics. I think we did that one. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's go now to... Man, there's a lot of good emails here. All right, let's start with Marshall again. Short track thoughts. Yeah. We have to call it short track now. After watching Milrose That's and right. other short track events this year, I have a couple thoughts and questions. One, What does it say about our society that we cannot go eight to nine minutes on a commercial break? I'm still floored that NBC went to commercial during the two-mile races this weekend. Uh, I also acknowledge it's been going on forever, so I'll stop preaching to the choir. I think they did split screen for that. Or they kept the – Race going on one, and then had to add on the other. Two, if you're a lap during a short track race or about to get lapped, you should be eliminated, not allowed to continue. Three, how do we feel about tucking in your kit to your shorts versus leaving it untucked? Is it quote more professional unquote to tuck in the kit? Does it leave it uh, does leaving it untucked or partially untucked give off a more casual or cool vibe? I think historically I've gone for the untucked look, mm. but moving forward I think I'll tuck in my kit. Um. All the best. Marshall from St. Louis, formerly of Iowa. PS, RIP, Kelvin Kipton, and Jervis Hockey Zamana. I always tucked mine in. And if it became untucked, I would be fine with it. But I started with it tucked in. When I was wearing a jersey. I think when I was wearing a T-shirt, when I was racing in a T-shirt. Oh, yeah, I never tucked shirt I, I, I did not. Yeah, when I was in yeah. my Geb phase, I was racing in, in some sleeves. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it, it it does depend a little bit how long that that singlet is. Um, I was usually, like, I think we I think we were probably required, I'm sure by high school uh, standards, you have to tuck, tuck in, in your you're shirt, disqualified a bunch for the season and your yeah. family goes to jail. Um, <laughs> exactly. So it's, of course, you have to. But, yeah, I mean, I think it would, you know, you'd start with a tuck. But if it's like, you know, it's one of those things where it's not particularly long, I'm not against an untuck look. But then, uh, who was it who had, oh, man, now my memory is not working today was it during it was during the uh, breaking the first breaking too yeah, right that the, the crazy DeSisa, long jersey I mean,
1: expanding jersey
0: Desisa yeah. that's who it was I was like was it DeCisa? Yeah. okay um yeah so i mean obviously if it if it goes to the point where it's like halfway down your thighs then you, you better tuck that it just looks looks really Yeah. at that point if you look like you should be carrying around a candle and wearing a nightcap um so this is uh, uh, guys i'm talking about
1: guys here um even oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's harder i'm talking about on the pro side too it's harder to look cool i think with it untucked because even if it's short, it's taking up a large amount of your, like, it's covering up a large amount of your shorts. And I think that just looks silly. My, in my.
0: I feel like it has to go like barely like just past like the waistband for it to be.
1: Yeah. Like, a good but then untuck. if it's too short in the other direction, then it's silly. You're running around. Then you look a little. Yeah. Little with, ridiculous, your, yeah. with your stomach showing. So I, I just think mm-hmm. like you want to show off the whole, or not show off. I don't know what the right word would be, but. Mm-hmm. Your shorts need to be displayed, right? You can't just look like you're running in a like a what are those things called? Like a one piece, like a like a it's not a
0: snuggie. What's that thing?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Like you don't want to yeah. and that's it, no, exactly. Like if it's covering up even half yeah. your shorts, that's too much. I feel like
1: uh, that, that.
0: Yeah, that's all. I'm hundred percent agree.
1: Uh, tonight, all right. T-Roy writes in, from Bern, Switzerland, yeah. formerly from Bend, Oregon, and your in-race correspondent from the Olympic trials.
0: Hell yeah, T-Roy. Uh,
1: subject line. Sorry, coach. <laughs> T-Roy, if, if you're just now joining us, T-Roy, of course, ran in the U.S. Olympic trials and
0: led at one point. Yeah, it asked us how to run, and we said conservative, and he yeah. said As
1: I enlisted you as my internet coaches, I probably should have informed you that I have a small history of not listening to sound advice. My college coach was into (laughs) eating well, but they never stopped me from a daily pint of Ben & Jerry's and going hard at the cheerful tortoise every Thursday for dollar beer and wings night. So those who know me well probably were not surprised seeing me going out and being that guy for the first 5K contrary to your advice. A little of my reasoning for why. I was in bad shape. Best case scenario, I probably could have ran 220-ish. And since I've already done that, it is meaningless. And I know I'll have plenty of opportunities to do that. I was talking to a lot of 216, 217 guys at breakfast, and they all were saying, yeah, I'm pretty fit. I think I'll go out conservative at like 515s. And all I could think of is why? Why run in the middle of the pack just not to PR? It's not a PR course, and we all know we aren't contending for an Olympic spot. If you really want to PR, drop out after 10K and go next week to Seville for an actual fast course. I couldn't believe there wasn't a single sub-elite guy that I talked to who said he would just go out with the leaders for kicks and giggles. So I thought if no one else wants to, I will do it. Honestly, it couldn't have gone better. My plan was to go with the leaders, 5K, and probably drop out unless some strange reason it was easy and there was no chance I dropped to like 2.30 pace. I can't believe the announcer on NBC said my name in hometown. There was also some funny banter on Let's Run's forums – uh, I was informed about including, quote, who is the linebacker in All Black. I, I, I weighed 185 <laughs> on race morning, which I assume makes me at least 40 to 60 pounds bigger than Mance. Anyway, I always remember and happy, and I'm happy with it. I hope I didn't disappoint the House of Run community. I'm open to any more advice for my running future from you guys. Uh, I think someone also asked about the Mondo streets of Valencia. I can confirm that the streets do seem to be fast, but I think it's also a big part, just perfect race day conditions. Always cool, but sunny in Valencia Mm. in December, and you have so many people to run with. I was with a group of like 50 guys, and usually the area between 212 and 220 is usually pretty lonely. But in Valencia, regardless of it, your goal is 208 or 259. You're going to have a huge pack to run with. I definitely recommend coming over for a race there. I've always met great people and enjoyed my time in the city outside of running. Finally, a take on American men's running. Those BYU boys are solid, but for the third most populous country... With lots of money, our depth is pathetic. Here's the reason. Bad racing opportunities compared to Japan or Europe. There are only a handful of truly fast marathons in America. CIM, Grandmas, Houston, anything else. Plus, they are all so far apart. Finding a fast race is a logistical nightmare. And he would know, obviously. Even Mm -hmm. if you target one of those races, maybe you get sick or something doesn't work out. I don't know Japan well, so let's compare this to Europe. Say we are targeting spring. Just from races I know of, I assume the following courses are as fast or faster than any American race. London, Rotterdam, Hamburg, Prague, Paris, Zurich, Milan, Barcelona, Copenhagen, and I might be missing a few. I could make a similar list for the fall. I was once training for Paris, and my girlfriend got a vicious flu the week before the race, so I just got a starting spot in Zurich just in case. Or if you get injured and you're training for Barcelona, then take time off, get healthy, and train hard for a late spring race in Copenhagen. With good trains, and if you don't care too much about the environment, 50-euro flights from A to B or B to C with the variables being any European city is much easier to get a good opportunity to run. American marathoning depth is trash due to lack of opportunities, not a lack of talent or anything else. Thanks again for a great pod. I always enjoy your stuff and especially appreciate you shouting out my silly Olympic trial shenanigans. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the sound off. Oh, yeah. Because um, he is – he is,
0: Sport League Crusade? Yeah, I don't know. That's a total stab in the dark. He is in, in Burn. so –
1: all right, so first things first here. Uh, don't apologize. You 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 did it.
0: No. It yes. was way cooler.
1: Our our thing wasn't the cool way. We just thought you might want to do this for posterity's sake. That being said, if I'm giving advice now, if I'm putting on the internet coach hat again, I want to know like can you qualify again? Like is 2024 realistic for you? I know I know you got to wait for the window mm. to open. And if it is, remember, we always speculated, what does Kipchoge have left to accomplish? All right, what's the point in him going to Berlin again and running fast? We want to see him in New York. We want to see him in Boston, et cetera, et cetera. With T-Roy, now that he's led the Olympic trials marathon and and had his name mentioned on NBC, if he qualifies, does he do that again? Or is there something else he wants to achieve with the race? Maybe being one of those runners that he mentioned, Mm. sitting back in the pack, and and picking off people in the second half, maybe that's the box he wants to check off next time, so that way he can retire, he can walk away, and and have done both. In the same way we, that we talk about the championship marathons versus the time trial marathons, that's that's these these are T Roy's world marathon majors, is what I'm saying. Like these are this is his yeah. uh, way to make a legacy on the sport, but it is. Like, like Again, just to hammer home the point that we talked about before, this is not like the track Olympic trials where there's 32 people in the field, 20 of them think that they can make the team. and Well, maybe more than 20, but at least 20 think that they can make the team. And then the other ones, they're just hoping, And okay, maybe I have an outside shot. This is – especially if you come in out of shape in the marathon, you know you're not going to be able to fake it, so – to his point about what's the point, I understand that. I understand that completely.
0: One hundred percent. I you're happy even more so. You're happy with it post race, so you one hundred percent made the right choice. Um, if, if nothing else, but it it was infinitely cooler. And like I said, you you knew you weren't in your top shape. Um, which yeah, I guess if you're at the top of your game, you go hey, I'm gonna run my best race, right? Like you trained. And, and maybe it's your only mm-hmm. shot at it, so so I think then you know you kind of owe it to yourself a little bit to to do your absolute best. But you're like, dude, I just don't feel. You know, I, I know I'm not at my best. There were some people um, run. Did you look at the whole
1: results? There were some people who just ran it to run like I don't think that's yeah. So but far there, I mean, there was some
0: people who were just way off the pace, like way off the pace. Oh, I, yeah, of course, right? I mean, that's yeah. So it was it was really cool t roy and uh yeah thanks i mean thanks for sharing man that's just uh, it was just, it's very cool that uh like i said you were you were there um you you told us about it you're writing in like i don't know i just i love it he did what we all it's what we wanted to say it's the advice we wanted
1: to give, but we're too scared i think is
0: yep oh yeah i'm a i'm a
1: coward for sure i mean fifty eighth play here we go hold on i i got the results here let me let me tell you this let me let me explain this to you 150th, 250. 149th, 245. Right? I mean, wow. If you ran, if you ran 220 in the men's race, if you ran 220 flat, you'd have finished 56th and beaten Shadrack Kipchirchir by one second. Um, yeah, <laughs> like just the the gap between. I mean there was a gap of so career was two oh nine fifty seven. Right? I mean there were there were people finishing, you know, more than a lot of people finishing more than twenty, thirty minutes behind him. So yeah, just just a different type of race. All right. Let's go rapid fire here. I'm gonna do three more. Uh Jay Wilson not the beachway wrote wrote in about airplane mode. We'll read that one next time. Uh oh nice. Uh, here's Longtime friend of the show, Bob, writes in, uh, What's up? So every time you say the name Wayne Kalati, e. I think of the pop song Escape, the Pina Colada song by Rupert Holmes. Replace okay. Pina Colada with Wayne Kalati. E. So I think your brilliant music guy can create.
0: If you like Wayne Kalati,
1: he says he wants a music guy to come up with a
0: ditty for Wayne. Oh. Say you. I mean, this has scooter written all. Well, I don't over
1: know if he wants a. Do you want a good one, Bob, or do you want one where someone's doing an impersonation of Will Ferrell doing an impersonation of Robert Goulet? Because,
0: well, do you want both? Because then you got scooter.
1: <laughs> By good one, I mean classically trained, not good in terms of entertainment. Yeah,
0: no, I I understand, but I, I do feel like, you know, the the classic. If you like Pina Clause, I feel like it's a lounge singer type okay, of song, fair. which just fits the scooter. I mean, Robert Goulet vibe. That's just my, that's mine. Scooter, you're your own man. You do your thing. If, uh, you know, I mean, we've got a lot of talented mu- musicians who've, who've recorded things. So anyone else who wants to do it, I, I would love to hear it. Uh,
1: Peter, on the podcast, you guys seem to think that career, talking about Leonard career, had it in the bag. I was standing about 500 meters to the finish, and career was about 10 meters behind Quebec at that point. Uh, he only passed Quebec just before the 26 mile mark. A very
0: exciting finish. Nice, great so job, the, Jason. Uh, you really blew yeah. that one with your analysis. I mean, you know, I don't know why. I mean, it's. I guess I don't have the excuse because the women's race is the one we didn't get to watch. <laughs> um, so I guess I, I really don't have a have a good excuse for. for I why don't I that up. D- we might have mentioned it. I guess. Yeah, the
1: move came, or the pass obviously came, very late. So my my apologies if I made it seem like it was a. Uh,
0: yeah, with the quarter. Yeah, a quarter mile ago. All right,
1: all right, and then we got last one here from dan in new zealand new zealand
0: nice i don't think i've had we had a new zealand you ever, before haven't oh
1: yeah we've had some new zealand before
0: yeah okay sorry new zealand listeners uh if you'd be so kind and no i have not been i would love to go
1: if you'd be so kind i would like you to pass on my sincerest apologies to taylor from columbus Ho- hopefully he's listening oh Uh, It seems we had the same idea of seeking out the Peter Snell biography, No Bugles, No Drums, after the recommendation of a listener. Unfortunately, I had a head start and only needed to travel 10 miles instead of Taylor's 8,000. This allowed me to purchase what I'm assuming was the only economically priced copy of the book in the (laughs) underpopulated South Island of New Zealand. Man.
0: This show's so good. It's I love amazing. this stupid podcast so much.
1: Uh, at my local secondhand bookshop, I was delighted to find two copies of the book one signed by the legend himself, the other a much rarer but more economically priced edition with an inscription to Colleen on her 21st birthday from her Auntie Thelma and Uncle Russ. <laughs> 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 If I had known Taylor was foregoing his honeymoon to search for this book, I would have surely left him the only copy price less than $100. Also, for those wondering why a biography of New Zealand's greatest athlete is out of print and hard to find even in his country of birth, the answer is likely that he did not play rugby past high school and is therefore seen by the public as an abject failure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Terrific email. I love it.
0: Just throw in. Yeah, just throwing 100 come,
1: right now. I, I don't know. It's not. You have to do rugby restaurants. It's, it's New Zealand.
0: Oh, I, I yeah. wish I knew from the scrum.
1: <laughs> Scrumming <and> 100. <laughs>
0: That's all I know. That's the only – We got to figure – Okay, Dan.
1: Okay. Is there a – We <sighs> got to get Taylor a copy of this book. I mean not your copy obviously, but how do we figure this out? We got to – Now True. I'm feeling
0: – we got a lot of listeners. If you have this copy, or you know around, somebody, you know, I mean, you know, maybe you're willing to. Yeah. Or maybe there's
1: like a library situation on. I don't know. Loan digital digitally, but he seems like he wants a physical copy, and he wants to buy it. Yeah, he,
0: I get that. See, I'm an audiobook guy, so I don't, I don't, I've never had a digital copy.
1: Just, uh, Taylor's got it. to write in again. Like, what? Do you want to own the book? Is that part of it, or do you just want to check it out? And you thought, hey, I'm in New Zealand; they'll definitely mm. have this. And the guy told you to go back to America. Right. <laughs> So it's, oh, hold on, another, sorry, Dan. I'm gonna need to follow up here. Uh, no, like they, Peter Snell's not a big deal in New Zealand. That's crazy to me. All the distance right? running, like we've all been told. Bowerman learned about distance running. Like he went to New Zealand and did the stuff with Arthur Lydiard. That's the story, right? Like I, I don't know, and all the
0: yeah get, like give me a little more yeah context i guess on what is not famous i mean like okay he's not you know a a is he not like a household name okay fine is like out of a hundred people if you went up and said his name how many new zealanders do you think mm-hmm. wouldn't know him that, that's that's my question bookstores? because like it, well yeah because in the u.s you know it's like with runners like there's depending who it is you could say hey you're lucky to get one right out of a yeah. 100 um so, so yeah, I, I just, I guess I'm, I'm kind of curious to compare it to you us. You're just a legend, man. Me too. All right. Houseovernetgmail.com. Great email. Uh, thanks, everybody, for
1: writing in. We'll be back earlier next week. I know I keep saying that, but we are going to settle into a this schedule at some point, and we'll talk uh, USA's and break down all those races. Looks to be a pretty good meet. We'll
0: talk to you guys then. Rest in peace, Henry Rono and Kelvin Kiptum.